Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree is on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth, give you the facts, because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. What did your crack research team come up with relative to the Clinton emails? My research team of one uh, <laughs> spent a few hours reading those emails late last night. You know, I oh, got through, bless your heart. Yeah, as much as I could. I think... More than anything, uh, these last few email releases have all been about the same, Herman. You know, no big bombshell or anything inside, but a few things for everybody to sort of, you know, um, sort of say, huh, I wonder what that's all about. Uh, Look, there were mundane things like what times are playing going to leave? When should this person call you? What senators should we meet with? Uh, You know, aides sucking up to her, uh, people sending uh, nice emails complimenting her and things like that. There weren't any emails that were stamped top secret or anything like that, but there were a bunch that had portions uh, reacting redacted or blacked out uh, after the fact by the State Department. Now, some people would say, well, see, there's that information that should never have been in an email on her unusual outside server. Then again, you look at some of the things that they blacked out, and when are they going to be revealed? They're going to be unclassified in five years' time. That tells me that they want to wait until after the Obama administration is out of office, and then they'll release whatever it is. And I'm sure we'll read it then and think, why was this ever classified in the first place? So I would bet from this, Clinton's team, uh, they've been out front saying, look, she's done nothing wrong. The Republicans, though, keep sort of looking around and say, are you kidding me? Uh, this was an email set up that was ridiculous, it was unusual, it was outside the policies, maybe even the law. There was uh, sensitive information going through it. So I, I just don't see that, you know, the, the two sides are going to look at all the emails that came out yesterday and come to a completely different conclusion. So bottom line, uh, you know, I'm not sure it really furthers the argument one way or the other on this whole issue. But I think that uh, the drip, drip, drip on this just goes on. I mean, we're going to have another batch at the end of this month, another batch in the end of October, another batch in the end of November, end of December, end of January. And then we finally get to the Iowa caucuses. Now, what's the difference between what's happening here, even though she hadn't admitted it, and General Petraeus? Is it that he admitted the charge that was made against him? He had actual uh, secret documents that he kept uh, outside, you know, the, the normal channels, the normal computer channels. Uh, so he had actual things that were, you know, involved code words and top secret documents and information that he was personally keeping on other computers and in other places. And he gave that he gave access to it to the person who wrote his biography. So the, the prosecutor in his case came out yesterday and said she doesn't see any link 
between the two. Now, I can find you experts in government secrecy law on both sides of the ball on this. Some that say, absolutely, she's got the possibility of criminal action against her. Others that say, no, 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 it's just not the same. So, you know, it's sort of like a poll. Herman, I'll let you pick the one you want, and, you know, that's fine. But I, I don't sense that there's one way or the other about this at this point in time. To me, there doesn't seem to be an overwhelming opinion one way or the other among legal experts, but I can certainly find you people on both sides that say this is nothing or that it is a big, big deal. Well, I think that a lot of people are going to just get sick and tired of it because, as you say, there's no real smoking gun that has come out. And that's the one thing working yeah. for, don't you think, that yeah. after a while you just say, okay, there's another batch of emails coming out. Yeah. But here's the only thing. And, and we're a day after it. So this is what happens the last couple of times. You get a lot of people interested in it. Uh, we talk about it, the run-up to it, and then we talk about it the next day, and then it sort of fades away. But that happens, you know, five more times before Iowa. Iowa is five months from today. And it forces the Clinton people multiple times to deal with this. Remember, there's going to be that hearing before the Benghazi Committee in October. Right. And so it takes them away from their usual work. I mean, Herman, you and I are not uh, sitting here saying, well, you know, Hillary Clinton really came out with an interesting tax proposal today and breaking it down or something like that. We're talking again about her email and her very unusual email setup and her private server and more. And so in that sense, it's not terrible for her, but it certainly isn't what she would want to uh, have her press people and her campaign team dealing with. I think that the Benghazi testimony that she's going to give, that she now says she's been asking to give, which I don't believe they had to hound her, I think that's going to be more impactful on the public at large and people who are halfway interested in this when you get back to the Benghazi thing. They understand uh, the what happened there as a net result, and I think that they're still more interested in that. And, you know, they're going to keep talking about the email gate and we'll see where it goes. But the Benghazi thing, I think she won't be able to dodge that one. That testimony is, I think it's October 22nd or 23rd. Can't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but it's in uh, late October. Very good. Now, I have disagreed with several Supreme Court rulings, as you know. Yes. One of them being their ruling on same-sex marriage. Here's mm-hmm. why. Because when they made the decision that if it's passed in one state, you have to recognize it in another state, as an example, and I think that's stepping on states' rights. I don't agree with that, but I'm not the Supreme Court. However, I do agree when they said to uh, this person in Kentucky that your job is to issue marriage licenses. So if she doesn't want to issue marriage licenses, you find another job. But if that's part of your job description, you got to do your job. That's basically what the Supreme Court is saying, right? Yeah, uh, the lower courts and then the U.S. Supreme Court last night refusing to get involved in this debate over this. This is uh, there's a a clerk in Kentucky uh, in the town of Moorhead, which is off to the east of Lexington, if I remember correctly, who is basically saying, "Look, I don't believe in same-sex marriage." It's uh, against my religion, and so I will not issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Uh, The courts have all said the bottom line is you can believe what you want to believe. You're free to do that. You're free to feel like it goes against your religious uh, beliefs, but you work for the government, and you work for the government in handing out marriage licenses, and that's what you're supposed to do. So today, after the U.S. Supreme Court last night rejected this clerk's appeal, more couples went back in with all kinds of TV cameras and reporters in tow and asked for a marriage license. The clerk said no, and somebody said, well, under what authority are you doing that? She said, under God's authority. So now the couples, several of them, have gone to court and asked the federal district judge who first had this case to find the clerk in contempt and to fine her, not to jail her, but to administer fines against her for not carrying out her job. 
And yeah, the, the basic line is uh, you can believe what you want to believe. It is a free country. But when it comes to having a government job, you've got to follow the law and the law of the land right now. If the Supreme Court says you have to uh, you have to allow for uh, gay marriage. I don't like the ruling, but, you know, from the standpoint, if that's your, your job and you're a government worker, then you're supposed to go by what uh, what the government recognizes. You know, there, there was a lot of talk in the wake of that ruling about the the Republicans really pushing for uh, religious liberty legislation and more, and it's sort of tamped down over the last five, six weeks. We haven't heard as much about it. I would say, again, with this, the fact that you're working for the government puts you in a different situation. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of attention on some of these bakeries and the flower shops and other things. Again, in those situations, if you are selling items to the general public you are a public accommodation and that's even in a different light too uh you know the the bottom line is if you don't want to deal with a certain class of people you can set up your own private club whether it's a private golf club or whatever and you're allowed to not admit women or you're allowed to not do things that you'd have to do in the public but for the government officials and the public accommodations it's a different story and, and i think there's a lot of legal experts that don't see much legal ground for those kind of arguments Presidential race, Ben Carson surging in Iowa. Yeah, and uh, the latest poll there has him tied with Donald Trump. There's a new national poll that just came out a little while ago from PPP, which is a Democratic-leaning outfit. But they also show Donald Trump in first with Ben Carson in second. And I think it had uh, um, uh, Jeb Bush in third. So, you know, we're seeing that trend across the way. The one thing I would caution on all of this, Herman, is that uh, the poll this week from Monmouth University of Iowa voters on the Republican side, I thought this was an amazing stat. 71% of those surveyed said they were still, even though they'd picked somebody in the poll, they were still sort of juggling amongst three or more candidates for their final choice. So they're still shopping, in a sense. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the people are still figuring out, even though they right now they've said, oh, I'm with Trump or I'm with Carson or whoever else. They're still sorting that out. This might be sort of hard for people to believe who aren't in Iowa or New Hampshire, but a lot of times in the early parts like this, when you go to an, an event and after the candidate is done, you turn around and start interviewing some of the, the voters who've showed up, they will always say, most of them, oh, no, I, you know, I'm sort of between this guy and that one and this one and that one. Sometimes three or four people, they're just sort of showing up to try to get a feel for who they want to vote for. So uh, the numbers right now, you'd have to think, are a little soft, but they are indicative of the outsider, whether it's Donald Trump or Ben Carson or Carly Fiorina. On the Trump end of things, uh, Jeb Bush is out for a second straight day, Herman, with a social media attack against Donald Trump, sort of giving Trump some of his own medicine because he's done that a number of times against Jeb. Yesterday, Bush put out a photo that seemed to be from Nancy Pelosi's office of a, uh, of a copy of the New York Times from the day that Nancy Pelosi became the Speaker of the House that Donald Trump had signed and expressed his big support for Nancy Pelosi back in early 2007, congratulating her on becoming Speaker. Then today, the Bush people put out a video, sort of a greatest hits of Donald Trump over the years, talking about how he supported uh, abortion rights, how he uh, fa looked favorably on the Obama stimulus law, that he liked the idea of raising taxes on higher-income individuals. You know, to, to further the argument that Republicans have been trying to make, that they say that Donald Trump is not a true Republican. Well, I know that Jeb has ramped up his attack Trump um, campaign or tactic. Whether or not it's going to work or not, we will see as it continues to unfold. I yeah, mean, some I think of the early salvos didn't work, so we'll see. 
Yeah, obviously uh, Bush has sort of uh, had a weak spot in the last couple of weeks, whether that's just sort of temporary. You know, you, you don't know, as we discussed yesterday, is this Carson surge, is that indicating that maybe Trump's going down and somebody else is coming up, much like happened four years ago? That's, you know, we don't know right now doing the rough draft of history. But uh, the Bush people, I think, uh, have clearly decided they've got to hit back, and that's why they've decided to do sort of a little of, uh, of Trump's own medicine on social media to him. Well, as I indicated, there's only been one debate. We still yep. have a long way to go. Oh, yeah. Think about it. We got one uh, two weeks from tomorrow <laughs> out at the Reagan Library. Then we'll have one in late October out in Colorado. There'll be another Republican debate in um, in Wisconsin in November and then one in Nevada in December. One really quick note, Herman. The head of the AFL-CIO, Richard Trumpka, today talking about the Democratic race, says he's told Democratic leaders he wants more debates which is something, obviously, that would be frowned on by the Hillary Clinton camp. Uh, let me see. He is head of the AFL-CIO. AFL yeah, well, it's still a pretty Democrat big group. Party, right? Yeah. Still right. a pretty big group in the Democratic <laughs> coalition, what my he friend. he wants. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, buddy. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. You see, when the... Unions say jump. The Democrats say how high. That's where he's coming from. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.